Sunshine, you behold the distinction of being the first transgender African-American and youngest person to be named president of the Alliance for Full Acceptance. What does that mean to you personally? That is probably one of the the most, uh, one of the, the major accomplishments of my life. Uh, I can't say, you know, I can't speak to as to why this, this wasn't a thing before, but I'm honored to have this position on a board that really means a lot to me. Um, there, we have Charleston Pride, we have Charleston Black Pride, and then we have uh, uh, Alliance for Full Acceptance, which is you know, now, now the president, as you said. And Alliance for Full Acceptance means a lot to me. We are a nonprofit organization, and we're for everyone, not just the black community or you know the white community, but like we're, we're for all, all individuals under that, that LGBTQ umbrella. And we educate as well as have fun, we advocate, you know, for 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 rights and to nurture the community. So I, I'm I'm happy to to take on the torch and to create change under you know under my my reign and just you know to just continue to build what Linda Kentner started in 1998. And so talk about some of the change that you recognize needs to be made. One more diversity, just more diversity in the community, not just um, you know uh, connecting. Uh, the Caucasian community, white community, with BIPOC community, uh, you know, under that is Black, Hispanic community, just making it more diverse. Um, also connecting the trans community with the LGBT community. A lot of times, you know, just because we're under that umbrella and we're under that title, a lot of times the trans community, trans people, members of the trans community get left out or we get left behind or um, people call us when they need, you know, a beautiful face. And it's just that we're more, we're more than a face. Also, you know, when it comes to LGBTQ, everyone wants to have a good time. Even when Pride Month comes, you see, you know, rainbow everywhere. And then once Pride Month is over, you know, no one thinks about this. No one really considers us. And it's like we're having to continue to fight. So I am, like, like McDonald's, fighting for LGBTQ 365. I want people to understand that we just want to be respected. Um, acceptance, we, we accept ourselves. We, we're not fighting for your acceptance. We're fighting for respect and equality. And that's what, I, that's what I'm going to continue to push through um, my time at the Alliance for Full Acceptance. You made a point there. During the month of June, you see businesses, corporations, organizations recognizing LGBTQ rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe the support exists year-round or generally only during that specific month? Um, I do believe it's year-round. I just believe it is heightened or um, sometimes it will be considered it to be pinkwashing. Uh, like you have whitewashing and blackwashing, but we, we consider pinkwashing, which is businesses, they kept it up a little bit to make make a profit off of the community, but not all, not always are they available for us throughout the year. Um, but I do believe we have support throughout the year. I just believe this is kind of amped up or, you know, highly publicized more during, during Pride Month, which is not a problem all the time. I say, you know, take advantage. If people are going to, they're going to, you know, put it out there, take advantage of what you can so that we can continue to build with that. I just wish it was more um, publicized throughout the year, not just during Pride Month. Sunshine, if you were meeting someone for the first time, how would you introduce yourself? I am a go-getter. I am a leader, take charge person. I'm a fun, life of the party, A-type personality. Um, you know, I'm just a woman of our business. I try to be authentic at all times and try to be a woman of my word. And Sunshine, you were not born on your birth certificate. It would not say female. Is that correct? Um, it does now. It, it, uh, legally, since legal as of uh, February 9th of 2021. But no, I was born uh, male at birth. 
And when did you realize that you felt different in any way? When do you, what is your first recollection of that? Probably, probably when I was when I was younger. However, I was not exposed to transgender people. I wasn't raised around a lot of queer people, so I really didn't have the language to, you know, um, to describe what it was. It wasn't until I was maybe maybe two years ago. Two years ago, I had a reading, a tarot reading actually, and you know, the young lady she pulled three cards. And her first card, she flips over. She says to me, "Why do you allow people to call you?" he if you prefer she and I think that was the first time that I ever really started to see myself you know after the next the next morning I was on vacation the next morning I was doing my makeup in the mirror and I was like you know I had to ask myself the hard question I was like well why do you why do you do this like well, it was so for me it was much deeper than that you know a lot of people feel like as a trans person that you knew from birth or you knew as a child but you know not not all of us you know know from a young age you know especially if you don't have a language or you don't have anyone to nurture you um in that way you're not you're not going to know or and some of us and some of us do for me it didn't happen until later later in life um you know i have no regrets with that you can dress female dress in a masculine form you know back and forth and then i said like i said two years ago i fully gave myself permission this was something you had not given any consideration before not being not being transgender when you say that you have transitioned would you explain what that means transitions mean uh transition for me means that i was born male i am now identified as female i started hrt in 2021 so i am on hormone replacement therapy um i as like some others do not i've had for gender affirming surgeries such as i've had a breast augmentation this past january and that's going to be the extent of my physical transition unless I decide to have any other um, cosmetic enhancements. But as of now, I'm pretty satisfied with, you know, the transition that I've made. People often ask, well, when when do you know when it's complete? And there's there's no time limit on it. Like, I will have to be on hormone replacement therapy for the rest of my life. But as far as my physical, it's up to the individual to decide when that physical transition is for them. When do you feel comfortable? When do you feel like your complete self? And as of now, I feel like I am my complete self. You said that you've shared all of this through social media. What kind of feedback do you get from people? So I've gotten a lot more support than I expected. Um, as a trans woman, especially as a trans woman of color, um, one, I'm already beating the life, the, the life race. The, the life expectancy of a trans woman of color is 34. I will be 36 on the 17th. Um, just living my life authentically, I've received a lot of respect. Um, when you and I first met, that was actually a month after I began HRT. And just being a part of that panel and being well-received in a room, a room full of cisgender, uh, especially black women, uh, not all times black, not all times black cisgender women and trans women get along and just being real. And just the support that I've gotten from my family, you know, my family, my friends, um, my son beings is what I call them, which my followers are my son beings. Um, I've gotten a lot of a lot of respect and support. I've had individuals inbox me to ask me, you know, personal questions that they are dealing with personally. I've had individuals who are transgender and you say they, they, they look up to me, they admire me for, for you know, setting uh, the path or opening the path for them so that they could have respect and people would know because not all the individuals have 
met someone who's transgender or they may not know they've met someone who's transgender. So for me, I want my life and my legacy to show that, you know, to show us in a, pos- a more positive light, show us, show that we are educated, that we are well-spoken, that we are more than just uh, sexual beings, sexual objects. And I'm just grateful that I have the space and the platform to do that with. But what I wanted to put people to know is that not everyone who is transgender or lives the trans experience is going to uh, look the way that I do or do HRT. HRT is hormone replacement therapy, which is why we have um, individuals who are non-binary who also fall, fall under the trans umbrella. So, you know, to transition, it just means just, you know, for, to become from one to the next. But that, that, there's no, you know, um, blueprint of what that looks like. Sometimes you have not been received well by cisgender women, particularly African-American women. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yes. Um, Sometimes, not always, sometimes uh, African-American women see trans women as competition. They Mm -hmm. see us as like we're trying to emulate or trying to be them when the reality is I'm, I'm not an emulation of anyone. I am a unique individual. I look, you know, the way that I choose to look. I'm not trying to emulate the next individual. Of course, there's women who inspire me, but this is this is who I am. I want to look like the best version of myself. I'm not trying to take anyone um, anyone's position in this world when I have to fight for my own position in this world. So I'm grateful to have, you know, cisgendered women um, in my family and outside of my family who support me, who would love and respect me as as their sister, not as a competition. If we met you 20 years ago, what would you have been doing? What were your concerns and who would we have met? 20 years ago, um, I literally was just moving to Charleston. I was still trying to figure out life for myself. I was in college for a little bit. I decided college was not for me. And I really was just in the, the mode of discovering who I, who I was. I really didn't, you know, have an idea. I moved from Roanoke, Virginia, a little small, small town. And I moved back to my home, my birth state, which is um, South Carolina. And I wasn't concerned with politics. I wasn't concerned about the, the, the issues of the LGBT community because I wasn't fully, I wasn't fully accepting myself at that time. Um, it, I, I, I can't say my transition saved my life, but it definitely opened my mind. It definitely opened me up as an individual to, um, which I've always cared for people, but I have a, a deeper care, a deeper, um, love for people and empowering people now just based off of through my own, my own journey and experience. Were you ever chastised or criticized for your behavior? Uh, yes, I was bullied. <laughs> yes, I, I was bullied growing up again, again, I was not around a lot of gay people or LGBT or queer people. Um, I didn't re- wasn't really exposed to trans people. So um, at the time, I was different. And, you know, people often criticize you for being different. I was one, uh, at the time, I was one of four. You know, um, my parents divorced at a young age. So there really wasn't really a lot of space to be a unique individual. Um, my parents did not nurture me in that way as a queer child. Um, and we've had those conversations, we've had those conversations now as an adult. Um, you know, we've had those, those hard conversations. I've had a conversation with my mother and she said, you know, I thought I said, well, I didn't like you growing up. And she said, well, I didn't like you either. And I told her, thank you because I needed to, he- I needed to hear that. I never felt my parents didn't love me. But I did feel like there was a dislike because, you know, at, at that time, you know, uh, my, my grandfather was a pastor. So they weren't we, they weren't raised 
to um, raise queer children. So they didn't know how to nurture me in that, in that, type, in that type of way. Um, our relationship is a lot better now. Do you believe you speak for yourself or do you speak for an entire community of people? Both. In the be- again, in the beginning, I understood that my transition wasn't going to be about me. I, I, I understood that. I, even, I understand it even more now. I was uh, selected to be the Grand Marshal for the LGBT community Pride Parade, Charleston Pride Parade. And my community, you know, my community, not just being the LGBT community, but the black community and my son means they, they lifted me up. They, they, they support me and they show me that they respect me to be a leader and to be an advocate for them. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be to be seen in that light and to be respected in that way. What do you want people to understand about who you are and what you have experienced as a transgender person? That I'm human. And even now, just talking about this news is making me emotional. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> um, that I'm human and I, and I just want to live my life. I want to be loved and respected just as any other human would want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I have goals. I have dreams. Like one day I hope to have children. And no matter what the world looks like right now, that's something that I've always wanted. And... You know, I just want my, just the space. Just give me the space and the love and respect to be and to live my life. Um, you know, some people feel like our time here on earth is short, but I feel like it's long. I feel like it's only short when you're not having fun. And right now I'm having fun. I'm living my life. I'm advocating for others. My career is, is you know, taking a new direction in a positive, uh, even more positive, positive way. And... I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just here. I, I, I have a lot of love to give, and I want to receive the same love that I'm giving. Well, Sunshine, thank you so much for speaking with me. I thank you for um, the interview. Thank you so much for speaking with me, Sunshine Bella Goodman. Thank you. for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time. Mm